Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. You know what, Steve? I need to warm you up. I need to warm you up, buddy. I need to warm you up first. You ready? Are you talking to me? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm talking to you, big guy. I'm talking to you. I thought you okay? were just going to start reading. No, no, no. I need to warm you up. You don't need to you warm need me it. up. No, you need I'm, it, I'm big good, guy. buddy. You need it. Ready? Here we go, Steve. Greetings, cool boy nation. And welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond. Oh, when are we going to hit play on... The video. A Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. Uh, are, I, don't we have all these in the can? Yeah, but some of them are nice to have like an original one every once in a while. Mm, all right. And I'm Steve. Uh. So cool, Steve. <laughs> Tonight's episode is, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? This episode is directed by Eric Rodomsky and written by David Wise. This episode also released on November 18th, 1992, a weekday. But then, January 3rd, 1993, in primetime, this week's villain is The Riddler. Yeah, your favorite. I fucking love it. I am so happy. You've been so excited for Riddler. I'll just get into it later. I know. I've been like so excited this whole time, and I'm finally able to burst. I'm going to burst, Steve. I'm going to burst like a bubble. (laughs) All right. Steve, Wikipedia says, Edward Nigma creates the video game The Riddle of the Minotaur for the company Competitron. That's a horrible name for a company. I love this video game. I do too, but I hate the company's name. Competitron (laughs) just sounds so evil corporation. But, oh, so then it continues. When I just can... When I interject my own bullshit, <laughs> it ruins the whole read. Sorry. Might as well start that one over. <laughs> Edward Nigma creates the video game The Riddle of the Minotaur for the company Competitron, but is fired by his superior Daniel Mockridge, who wants the profits for himself. Classic. Nigma vows revenge and takes up the mantle of the Riddler. Whoop whoop. Two years later, while Batman sympathizes with Nigma, he and Robin find themselves forced to stop him before he kills Mockridge in a life-size version of the Minotaur Maze. I didn't really think he sympathized with them. Did you feel that? I did. I actually did, yeah. There was a point where he kind of – he actually, like – I think there's, like, a line or two about that. Uh, I th- uh, then he just felt bad that he got taken advantage of? Yeah, yeah. And then even Robin says it at the end of the episode when he's just like – he's like, and that fucking dickhead Mockridge got 10 mil. Yeah. What? I don't know if that meant that they felt bad for the Riddler. It's just more that, like, fuck. Batman lets him get away, spoiler alert. Like, it's a, it's fucking, you know, it's amazing. He's just like, all right, he got away. Whatevs. Whatevs. <laughs> In the Dark Knight, he chases down Han in Hong Kong, who does practically the same maneuver. I'm on a plane right now. <laughs> like, Riddler does this in this version, and Batman was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, it was whatevs. tough. You know, it was a, after a long day. Whatevs. By the way, I just want to mention that I think the Riddler is in The Dark Knight. I like to believe that. And his character's name is Coleman Reese, who's referred to constantly in the movie as Mr. Reese. Oh, Mr. Reese. Mr. Reese. Mr. Reese. 
Just like Enigma. Enigma. Anyways, back to this fucking Wikipedia Yeah, I guess you're right, though. They, they, they do sympathize, because then they're all, like, mocking the the rich guy at the end. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they're, like, jerking off onto his photo at one point, if I recall. <laughs> it was pretty hardcore. All right, back to what Wikipedia says. Despite successfully rescuing Mockridge, who complete a deal to move his company to Gotham, the incident leaves him in a permanent, all-consuming fear of Nygma's return for revenge. There's a note here, Steve. It says... This episode features the series debut appearance of the Riddler. <laughs> Absolutely. And a fun fact. When Robin is playing the Minotaur game on the Batcave computer, the majority of the sound effects heard from the game are actually from the NES game Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, wow. I, I would have honestly thought Super Mario Brothers, not the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely heard Mario Brothers when I heard the, the sounds. I wonder if they paid for that or if they just, like, ripped it off. I guess they probably they had paid to have for paid it. for it. But why does it say 3? Because 3 was, like, a much more in-depth game with a lot more sounds. That They were using, like, the most basic, like, 8-bit sounds in this one. You know, what was funny, what I was thinking was, like, so in this, game, in this world, they create this, like, you know, one-pixel weird game. And then, like, there's virtual reality, like, in, mm-hmm. like, a few episodes later. Steve, we already have holograms. And they we have, have holograms. Like, yeah, they have these robots and hard act. Like, there's some something's going. On. And this is like a throwback. It's to retro. Yeah, it, it's think? a retro game. Yeah, it's a exactly. Throwback. All right, I, I miss that. I guess. Yeah, it's like you know how everyone today wants to play Donkey Kong. Well, oh, for sure. I built an arcade just recently. You know, for that purpose. Do tell, Steve. I just did. Awesome. So as we mentioned earlier, uh, this episode was directed by Eric Radomski, and he is a big, 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 big part of Batman the Animated Series. How big is he? How big is he, Steve? I'll tell you. He is the co-creator. Now, most people like to assume Batman the Animated Series is created by Bruce Timm and Paul Dini. Paul Dini never directed an episode of Batman the Animated Series. He only wrote. He wrote a lot, though, and he was a very influential producer, no question, uh, as well as Bruce Timm, who directed, wrote, and produced. But Eric Radomski, he actually produced and directed a few episodes and actually co-created the show and actually created the visual flair and style of this show. Uh, this is a lot based on his you know, artwork, and when he kind of met up with Bruce Timm, they liked the idea of doing a Tim Burton-styled Batman, timeless, if I recall, um, like Tim Burton's is, where it felt like it was what, you know, like a kind of, you know, had a little bit of that 1940s pastiche, you know, and then it's kind of like an um, amalgamation of, like, 1980s, early 90s, like, you know, like tech, and, like, that sci-fi kind of, like, you know, from the 50s even, and sci-fi from the future, potentially. So they did all this, you know, based around, like, Tim Burton, and they went further with airships, police airships, blimps, and all that stuff. But one really amazing thing that Eric Radomski did with the show, with the gothic look that he wanted to create with Gotham City, was that he wanted to do this whole show. He had a standing order to the animation department that all backgrounds were going to be painted using light colors on black paper as opposed to the industry standard of dark colors on white paper which is the distinctive visual combination of noir imagery used in Art Deco designs, and this was called Dark Deco by the producers of the show. Now, I read most of that from Wikipedia, um, but that's fucking awesome. And this guy, I, I do not recall this name 
when I was growing up. I mean, I do recall Bruce Tim, Paul Dini. Those were names I like recognized. Mm-hmm. But but I did not know this man was so influential. And the idea that he painted on black paper is fucking crazy because it really is what gives the show such a unique persona. I mean, look at the images we're looking at right now. All that matte painting right there is just on black paper. And, like, how much black stands out. Yeah, and he was the what, director of uh, Mask of Phantasm. Well, so this is his first episode that he directed of the show. And then I think he went on probably direct what, maybe three or four more. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's a fucking great episode. And – it really shows because there's visual quote-unquote flair in this episode. There's a moment where um, Mockridge, where he's like in the lighting grid control room, and his shadow is a fucking question mark. Uh-huh. And he's like, and he's hunched over in a chair, and everyone else has a normal shadow, but his shadow is a fucking question mark. And it's shit like that throughout this episode that makes it so amazing. The little like just hints, the little fun. Of, you know, the question marks in the mazes. When you look at the maze, you see, like, a question mark in the maze. Like, it's fucking great. And this is, this is a – I just fucking cannot get enough of Riddler and and this style of, of the show. Especially when they go and have fun with the cerebral – you know, like, that cerebral fun. Cerebral plots. Yeah, I like how, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's a bit, you know, classic setup of uh... – the the villain they've kind of used it I, I guess the same thing with kind of like Mad Hatter or just uh, or even um, the Scarecrow is like that their bosses are shitty and yeah. you know they're taking advantage totally. of their intellectual property or, or whatnot and they're like oh gosh and then uh, they get screwed over this one is that it's a computer program and. Uh, uh, another one of these flat, you know, it's where it, you, you really don't know the time frame because it it's like starts off with just introducing Nigma being screwed over, and then it jumps to two years. It's two years later, and it has uh, you know Bruce basically, I guess, buying the company. Right. Do you think there's a lot of people in Silicon Valley, Steve, that could probably like really like you know empathize with this episode? <laughs> uh, I think that it's probably. Maybe uh, a comp- it, it is a kind of like a common problem is that the employee or like the, the designer of the of the program doesn't profit as much. Okay, that's important. I want to ask you that. All right, so contract law, right? Can Mockridge take literally all of Nigma's intellectual properties, creative conceptions, and thoughts, essentially, and like own them? At, well, like, th- like based on a contract he signs, is there a contract that you can sign that can actually? <laughs> Essentially, just take everything you could ever create. Well, generally, like employers can say, like if you're doing it on the job, and it was his, uh, what he was being paid. Especially in this situation, he was being paid. It sounded like that was what he was being paid for was making this game. But if it wasn't, and but he still just created it like in his spare time. But okay, on I the got job. it differently. Yeah, I got it in spare time. The way I read the scene was uh-huh. that this is a game he made on the side on the, sp- on the spare. And they just liked it. I always to took me, it, it wasn't as really this clear. Was an analogy for 3M and the whole the guy that got the uh, post-it. You know that story? Uh-huh. Okay, so for uh, Cool Boy Nation edification, the simplest way to put it is a dude at 3M uh, came up with a, a, an adhesive that didn't really work for anything that they needed it to. So he just put it on the back of paper and just posted them around his office. And it came over to his, like, his boss came over and was like, what is that in your cubicle? And he's like, oh, I just post these up. You know, use this little adhesive, and it's just enough to, for temporary use. And they were like, genius! And they took it, and like, it was, you know, now it's some fucking billion-dollar idea post-its. And this guy got nothing except for his basic paycheck. I'm sure he got a bonus. 
Um, you know, I don't know if he got a bonus. Did you know if he got a bonus? I thought the story was he didn't get shit. <laughs> uh, you that, know. That, that's like a beautiful romantic story, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, generally, yeah, that's that's the if you're working for your employer and you're on your spare time doing something on your employer's time, and that that's something that's related to the job or whatnot, yeah, that's their their intellectual property. So you have to be careful uh, with that. You know, when uh, I was working for a video game company as a video game tester, and the people that I worked with, a lot of them were like aspiring, you know, video game designers. And they were all warned, you know, basically like not to work on their video game while uh, in the office because if they do and it's somehow successful that the, uh, the company that we work for, you know, could basically try and seek some sort of portion or seek, you know, rights to it because it was created while they, while they were working there, you know. So it's like, you know, you just always have to be careful in that situation. And unfortunately, he got screwed over. But the law isn't like, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it doesn't always favor the just, I guess, unfortunately. <laughs> cool. Well, we have the Riddler. We, we've missed a lot while watching this right now, talking about that. But um, yeah. we have the Riddler now in the episode, full in the episode. He's played by John Glover, who was in Gremlins 2, the new batch, and Scrooge. I definitely <laughs> recognize the voice. But he would later be in Batman and Robin five years later. As the scientist guy that uh, Poison Ivy kind of uh, works for and then kills. Oh, interesting. The guy that, like, uh, creates Bane or some shit. I did want to mention the the video game that they did make. It was so uh, cheesy, I guess. The, you know, that Robin... So cheesy, Steve? Robin is played on the, the back computer. I love it because Batman's behind him pacing. Batman's pacing behind him, just repeating the riddle over and over again. Steve, do you have the riddle written down? Uh... No, I don't. I do, Steve, and I'm going to test you on the riddle. Ready? The first riddle from the Riddler is, why do multi-million dollar deals break down in the wasteland? You're so hot. Yeah, I don't. Where did they go? To the wasteland. Uh, was it like a uh, bar or something like that? It's a nightclub. A nightclub. By the way, wasteland is a horrible fucking name for a nightclub. I would yeah. be like, well, I don't want to go there. It sounds like a bunch of roofies. It sounds like a bunch of roofies are just dropped in your drink all night long. I'm getting wasted, uh, you know. But I remember as a kid watching Robin uh, play that game and definitely being like, I relate. I relate to Robin. I play video games. Mm -hmm. Fucking Robin's a gamer, man. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, me too. I could be a crime fighter. Yeah, but Steve, you're not playing video games on a $50 million back computer. I love that Alfred just drops that number like right on like dick. <laughs> $50 million back computer That's because it could hack into the police. I like to pretend that that I was, but you're right. Way to way to shatter my dreams, my, my fake dreams. Yeah, I know, dreams. really. And then one of the things we see, Steve, is that when the Riddler's revealed, Batman and Robin jump through the skylight. And one of the things I started just thinking from episode to episode recently, or just this whole time, really, is I think the best company to run in all of Gotham City 
is a skylight installation company. I mean, you would be <laughs> you'd be constantly getting work. Like, oh, I gotta go do the stained glass thing. Oh, I gotta go do this other one in an apartment. I gotta go do this one in a mansion. I gotta go do this one in a corporation office downtown. Because Batman and Robin are busting through skylights every day. Yeah, without without a care, they do. They don't, you know. It's, it's dangerous. It's they can be killing cool people looking, below though. them in the process. It's very dramatic. It is. It's so dramatic. That's the point, though. Really, right? That's the whole reason Batman it's does what he does. Flair, yeah. That's. I mean, they have baby. capes. They don't. They don't really need capes either to be crime fighters. <laughs> they don't. And then uh, Batman and Robin get into a fight with these uh, Riddler's hired goons, and Robin kicks one of the hired goons, Steve, in the ass, and then he literally smiles. And I was like, childish humor. <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> I, I love that Batman has this, like, wrist computer. It's, he has, like, a Palm yes! Pilot thing oh, on his... He calls it. He actually gives it a name. It's like the it's Bat called... Palm or something. <laughs> no, it, I have a Palm Top Computer. Yeah. The Palm Top Computer. I love it. He rocks the Palm Top Computer <laughs> all the time. It is way better than the Power Glove. <laughs> um, and then uh, we have an electrical fire again, of course, because, mm -hmm. you know, you can't have an episode without an electrical fire. <laughs> And we get the Riddler's license plate, Steve, as he peels out. It is question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. And you know what I thought immediately? I was like, that should be real easy to track down. <laughs> because there's not many registered license plates, I'm sure, that are four question marks. Probably one. And you can know immediately, you know, who it is. But Batman kind of already knows who it is. He, he, he knew. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He feels bad for Edward. You know, in this world, people just dress up. So he's just like, whatever. I've created, like, a world where I dress up, so other people just decided to dress up when they're bad, you know? Well, we do get in, like, an episode from now a Joker-mobile, like a legit Joker-mobile <laughs> that exists. So, yeah, I guess you're right. Very good point. Astute, Steve. Very astute. <laughs> so we just passed the moment where Mockridge Shadow was the, uh, you know, at the lighting grid switches control station was a question mark. And we also have our second riddle. Steve, the second riddle goes, when is the Minotaur's owner as high as an elephant's eye? Woo! At 420! <laughs> I suck at riddles, so. Yeah. I suck at riddles. Yeah. The answer, Steve? Yeah. Is maze! Oh, uh, yeah. Corn! It's an Oklahoma song. Batman doesn't say Oklahoma, but. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's corn. It makes yeah. so much sense. So much sense. Yeah, and then they go into the maze. The maze is badass. I like and I the, love the maze. The they really did a lot of sort of educational moments in this episode where they do. Like, oh uh, yeah, he's like maze, and what's another word for maze? Corn. No, no. You know, like, no, he says corn, and then he says maze. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he talks about how like in uh you know in the Middle East how you know you eat to the right or whatever uh -huh. you eat with your right hand, so that's why because you you wipe your ass with your left hand. You didn't say that part, but that's the other part of that. That's why you eat with your right, right? Because I think you wipe your ass with your left or some shit. Man, I would, um, if you, I have a much better righty with with that sort of control. You, you wipe your ass with your right hand? Uh, well, I'm a right-handed person, right? Ew! Uh, I'm never shaking your hand again! Well, I mean, Ew! I wash my hands. Ew. 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 So this basically Ew. means that you don't wash your hands? I wash my hands, but I still don't wipe my ass with my right hand. That's disgusting. Really? No, I wipe my ass with my feet. Anyway, Steve, <laughs> so we get a sign that says, losers ahead. But if you say it silly, it's loses ahead. 
Mm-hmm. I like that And then one. we get an Indiana Jones of the Last Crusade it was, style it was, fucking shit. It was nice. I the like booby it. trap is straight out of Indiana Jones of the Last <laughs> Crusade. One of the questions I had watching all this was, you know, I guess it's the question that you always have. is like, how the hell did these villains set this up? Like, do, you know, that's, you know, where you really need to know is like. Who, he had two years, Steve. Well, you know. No, no, still, no, no, no. I agree with shit like next week when we have like the Joker literally like just break out of prison and then immediately has like everything he needs. <laughs> Like, no, well, this that, one, Riddler had two years. Still, two years. like, where is he be? How is he able to set up this, like, maze guarded and, like, oh, dude, a gold Oh, dude, Flash Minotaur. games on the internet. He's he creating no Flash money. games on the internet that people are totally downloading. He has he's no, getting a little bit of money. He has you know? no internet at this time. Oh, yeah. He's got, oh, dude, he's a genius. He could do Flash games on the internet in a heartbeat. <laughs> hey, Steve. Steve. Yes. We had a Steve sponsored Cliffhanger Act break where Griffin was about to fireball their ass. Mm-hmm. Steve, what happened? Classic. You know, and then you know what, you know, it's it seems like they're about to die, and then Batman's just like, hey, I'm gonna just use the Griffins on each other. Yeah, he runs back in the hallway he was just in. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Yeah. I always yep. love it though. You're like, well, how are they gonna get out of it? And then it's just like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, and then we have another little like maze riddle, right? The one where it's uh, you know, it's uh, uh you know, the keys. I don't know anything about music, so I, this was lost on me as a child, and still this day as in a grown. Child, oh yeah, I like just the flats like I don't know whatever. what the fuck they're talking about. Keys? Music doesn't have keys. <laughs> music is a song. You know, that's how I. That's what I was. You just like. got. Ma- you just get mad when you don't know something. <laughs> you know, I do. I get really mad. Actually. I punch things. I, I, most of the stuff I didn't know, so I was like, ooh, that's neat. Now I learned that. Not like- Music is song, <laughs> Batman. Music is song. Uh. Wow. Yeah, I, I generally like uh, try to tell my kids at least, like, don't get mad <laughs> when, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you don't know something. For sure. Well, we have, you know, uh, our third riddle, right, coming up after Batman rides the fucking hand of fate, the golden hand of fate. Yeah. What was that riddle? Are you ready for it, Steve? I've been waiting. I have millions of eyes, yet I live in darkness. I have millions of ears, yet only four lobes. I have no muscles, yet I rule two hemispheres. What am I? The brain or something like that? <gasps> oh! Ding, ding! <laughs> but yeah, he goes on and like says all this bunch of like science around that, which is also very educational. Yo, this was a good episode. Education, Education. rules. <laughs> Science <laughs> rules. <laughs> you know, if they throw it in in a, in a good way, I'm totally down for it. Fuck yeah, man! I would call. I would call this as homework. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, homework done today." <laughs> watch, mom, come here. This is why I watch this episode. You know why I watch this show. You know, then throws yeah. it in. I, lo- I actually love this episode. I love this whole ending with the maze. I oh, really man, do. I- this Minotaur. I, I, I just kept asking Min- myself, though. I'm sorry to interrupt. That, that No, go ahead. Please. Just how did he build all this? Like, he has a Minotaur that is, like, robotic and swinging at him and following them and doing a flying Two hand. years. <laughs> That's a bad two years two to build years. the Minotaur. You know, and then suddenly Batman's able to hack. I love Batman's, like, hacking abilities and it's very silly. Fuck yeah, palm top computer, Steve. Mm-hmm. He has the palm pilot. Woo woo! Oh, dude, it's badass. He's got he's got the fucking power glove. <laughs> that's even more powerful than any power glove. 
Any other thoughts on the episode? Oh, yeah, you know, I, it was kind of fun. I have one more note, really. That's about it. So. I, I did think it was fun. that Well, you know, so so the Riddler escapes. He was, like, never there, you know. Yeah, he was on the plane just chilling like a villain. And Batman. So you wanted Batman to, like, follow him and, like, off to where his no, next place was? No, I like that the Riddler just flat out got away. I, he won. Mm-hmm. He, like, won. Because, like, okay, so the episode ends. And what? It's the first time we see Bruce make a major corporate buyout, right? It's the first time we've seen anything real businessy that he's done. We've talked about things, but and never he's just done yawning anything. throughout it. He he doesn't care. And then Steve, right? He so after buying Competitron, right? He brings in five point five million dollars of jobs of new jobs a year. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's like a really good ending. It, so it's a win. Wait, you right? Know, so the Riddler helped he kind of used Batman to get like insider information on Dude, he, Steve is okay. Steve, okay, is that illegal? Uh, yeah, that's totally illegal. Like you know, not only oh, is shit. he a vigilante, is then it he's he's going there. He probably like underbid them afterwards after he wow. found out. You know? Oh fuck! Dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> That's badass. Dude, Batman's shady as fuck. He gets shady as fuck in a few episodes. No, next week's episode with Joker, he's shady as fuck. Um, but I like this ending, Steve, because it's so dark. It's dark it as is. fuck it's ending. A, it's a sad ending. I felt bad for the businessman. Mockridge's life is ruined. He's just trying to make some money. He made $10 million and his life is ruined. Yeah, I know. You know what? With $10 million, you think he would be able to hire a guard and, like, some pretty good security and, or, like, just oh, live yeah. a good life. I, I Especially think, in 92, right? Yeah. He lives by himself. That, that also doesn't yeah. make sense. He, like, he has his, like... He's got 10 locks on his door <laughs> and he goes to bed with a shotgun, with a pump-action shotgun in his bed. Was his bed... Was his... The, the lock... Was he locking his bedroom door or was... Do you think he was locking, like, Dude, his that's even door? fucking, like, shadier, man. He's got that many locks on his bedroom door <laughs> he's like scrooge man ebenezer um he's fucked for life that sucks and batman bruce is just laughing his ass off with robin he's like yeah <laughs> it sucks they got 10 million but with a good safe night's worth and he's like, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. he's fucked he's fucked yo um i give it five out of five boys and real quick why introduction of the riddler enough said no i mean really though i i really like the riddler because he's a cerebral villain it's. I think Batman loves the Joker, but gets frustrated with the Joker. Like he's just like, oh fuck, you know, again, ah, uh, again. But he's kind of like he's always ribbing him. You know, he's always ribbing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But other villains, I think, piss Batman off a lot. Like I think you know, or he gets really sad about them, and it's kind of like I don't need your pity party, Batman. But like the Penguin is someone. He's just like a, he's just like oh fuck the Penguin, dude, Penguin again. Or, oh, fuck, man, Scarecrow again. But then it's like Clayface is like, oh, Clayface, mm, I'm so sorry. Oh, what's out, ghoul? I'm so sorry. But the Riddler's the only time I feel that Batman's like, all right, game on, bitches. Let's do it. And I just love that persona of Batman that we don't get normally. What about Catwoman? He kind of likes the, the cat and mouse with Catwoman. Yes, absolutely. He does. He does. Um, but that's sex. Like, he wants sex there. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want sex with the Riddler. That's a tete-a-tete that he's just having with the Riddler. Uh, that's a much different topic. I, he than probably he has does enjoy Joker. those those riddles. Well, Steve, what did you give the episode? Uh, I would give it five as well. It was fun. I thought it was, uh, you know, like you said, really well directed. Um, and you could see that, that this was uh, just a good episode. And you could see why... 
it was made it to prime time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a labor of love, and it and it shows, especially when you think about a character given two years for him to build a maze and all <laughs> these great robots. Like it's very, that, that very plausible. Yeah, that's not very plausible. plausible. It's more plausible than literally the Joker jumping out of prison and then having everything he needs in Christmas with the Joker. I thought I, well, yeah. That he just has like people waiting for him on the other side, right? Yeah, he's just got an incredible corporation going on, essentially, mm-hmm. like a fucking really super underground, like they're just dedicated, massive world of thousands of people working and engineers and all kinds of secretaries and fucking you know executives. You know, there's a whole executive wing of all these people that probably show up in somewhat clown makeup every day and mm-hmm. their suits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Exactly, that's how I picture it. And there's all these cubicles out in the middle of this floor, right? And all these people that show up every day to work just to help out Joker when he breaks immediately out of prison. And, and have they're feeding his Guns, hyenas. giant, like, nutcrackers and massive cannons and a whole fucking soundstage ready to go uh-huh. to do a show about fucking Daddy Lawful, Mo- Mommy Lawful, and Baby Lawful Awful or whatever the fuck they were called, the Lawful Awful family. Mm-hmm. Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, I think so. Joker next week. <laughs> I'm excited. Stay tuned. Great, great stuff, Steve. It was okay. Stuff. Aw. I'm just, really? just teasing. It was fun. It was great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, good. Great bat <laughs> stuff, Steve. Cool Boy Nation. Tune in next week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool Boy Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of. If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys. Also, review us on iTunes. You can donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck, and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Ballard. And Bizies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh.